Hello, and welcome to the Pandemic Puppy Podcast, brought to you by Journey Dog Training and the Pandemic Puppy Raising Support Group on Facebook. I'm your host, Kayla Fratt, and I'm super excited to be raising my puppy, Niffler, alongside all of you. He's actually almost a year old, so we might have to change our intro soon. And although I'm a certified dog behavior consultant and conservation detection dog trainer, I'm new to puppy raising too, and we're right in the thick of all of this together. Today, we're talking about teaching our puppies to relax. Relaxation is also often referred to as an off switch, so you might hear me discussing both here for dog trainers in the audience. Yeah, there's some differences, but you know, we're talking about how to get your dog, your puppy to just relax, just stop moving, just chill out around the house. Um, before we get started, there are a couple housekeeping things per usual. This podcast is supported by our members over on Patreon. So for as little as $3 a month, you support this podcast and get perks like submitting questions for us to tackle at the end of the episodes. You can sign up over at patreon.com slash pandemic puppy. Now let's get to it. So the first thing to say here, as with many things that we talk about on this podcast, the app, the natural ease that you have with this is going to vary quite widely. If you've got a really chill baby basset hound at home, you might not really need much help with this. Um, if you've got a really relaxed, you know, there are just some dogs that are going to be a lot easier for this versus if you've got a working line border collie baby or a Malinois or a Lab, um, a variety of different breeds, this is going to be much, much harder for some of us than it is for others. Um, it's one of the things that working at sport dog people talk about a lot where, you know, you're always looking for this dog that has like the amazing work drive and the high energy and all that, but also can chill out around the house. And there is a genetic component to this. There's also a learned component to this. So the first thing that we need to do it, before we can ever expect our puppy to just relax around the house, and this is especially true for puppies, but is also true for adult dogs as well, is that you need to meet your puppy's needs. If your puppy has not been adequately exercised and given enough mental enrichment and stimulation, you are very unlikely to get any sort of relaxation off switch behavior out of your puppy. So if your puppy just woke up from a nap and you're just sitting down to join a Zoom call, odds are not good that your puppy is going to be able to relax. They're just too young to be able to do that when they're um, when they're fresh. <laughs> so, and then on the flip side, making sure part of making sure that you've met your pup's needs is making sure they're getting enough rest. So this is where kind of that puppy pen that we've discussed many many times on this podcast may come in because you may have to kind of enforce some rest. You may have to put your puppy in a nice quiet area with a nice comfy bed and a good chew to actually help them relax and sleep, especially at first. And for many of our dogs, you might have to keep doing this for a year or so. Um, so don't expect that, you know, just because your puppy is five months old or nine months old and a nine month old looks a lot like an adult dog, you may still need to create them with a chew to help them sleep. So it's both meeting their exercise and enrichment needs and making sure that they're getting enough rest. Because sometimes, you know, the cranky puppies that really need a nap look a lot like the really wired puppies that really need some exercise. We've talked about this before. <clears throat> so, um, and we've also talked about meeting your puppy's needs before. So make sure you reference some of our older episodes to get more ideas on that. The next step in helping teach your puppy to relax is to pay for what you like. So right now, my puppy Niffler, um, who is 11 months old, he's still a puppy, he's lying on my bed. I thought he was at my feet. Apparently he's on my bed. Um, we're, I'm really happy with where he's at right now, but when he was younger and I was teaching him this, I was rewarding him pretty steadily for 
hanging out. At first, you know, I would be dropping food. So if he laid down at my feet, I would drop some food for him. Pretty quickly though, then we transferred over to giving him more like long lasting chews or Kongs. So things like bully sticks, um, dehydrated trachea, raw marrow bones, those sorts of things, as well as again, stuffed Kongs. Um, to help set him up for success and reward him for relaxing. One of the things that we do find, so yes, you want to pay for what you like. So if your dog, if your puppy lies down at your feet and relaxes, um, yeah, give them some food. But sometimes rewarding them too heavily there can actually kind of put them into like this training mode where they're starting to be like, ooh, okay, if I roll over onto my right hip, does that get you, get me food? If I sit up, if I sit down, if I stand up and bark at you and then lie down, do you reward me for lying down? Uh-oh, now we've got a problematic behavior chain. So try, <laughs> it, it's, it's a little bit of both and. For kind of novice dog trainers or newer puppy owners, I would recommend just giving those longer lasting chews to both set the stage to help your puppy relax and to reward them for relaxing. One of the other things we need to consider is setting up the environment. So if your kids are running around screaming and the TV is on and you're cooking and the microwave is going off and you're expecting your puppy to relax in that environment, I'm sorry, but that's just not going to happen right now. So if you need your puppy to be able to relax, you need to be able to go put them in that puppy pen. We've talked about our puppy pen so many times. Give them that chew. That chew is part of the training. It's also part of the environment. We may need to put on some white noise. We may need to cover their crate. And again, we need to make sure they're well exercised. And then we may be able to get the puppy to relax while you're trying to get the kids to sit down and finish making dinner and answer the phone and, you know, the other 75 things that are going on in your super hectic life. But again, just kind of like expecting your puppy to be able to relax in the middle of that is not likely. And yes, we may want your dog to be able to get there eventually, you know, because that's going to be your life for the entirety of your dog's life. But we can't hold a five-month-old puppy to the measuring stick of what we expect their five-year-old self to be able to do. So we need to start with baby steps, okay? And that sets us up for our next point, which is to layer in distractions with those default behaviors. So again, at first, the only way your puppy may relax is in a covered crate in a quiet room with music on after they've exercised and they've got to chew. And it's just like, it's like a 25-point bullet, 25-point bulleted list to make sure that they can relax at first. And then over time, we'll start removing some of those crutches and layering and distractions. But until you've done that kind of systematically, it is not fair to say, okay, my puppy can relax while I'm at home reading. So now I want him to relax while I have dinner guests over. Even my eight-year-old dog, Barley, still struggles to relax when there's a lot of hubbub in the house. And you know what? So do I. So again, while we do want to layer in these distractions and continue rewarding our dog for relaxing or for at least not moving or not reacting to things in these more stressful environments. Um, oh gosh, I've lost my train of thought, but we need to do that. So, you know, one of the other things that we may consider here is taking this behavior on the road. You know, can your puppy lie at your feet calmly while you're at a coffee shop for three minutes. Just go to a coffee shop, sit down on the patio, reward your puppy for lying at your feet, and then leave. And do that over and over in a variety of different places to really help your puppy learn that like, hey, when I'm standing still or sitting down and I'm not doing anything, you would do the same thing here. Um, I did this a lot with Niffler. We would go to the local tractor supply and I would, you know, I would reward him for checking in with me. I would re reward him for loose leash walking. And then I would stand and just read the label on like 
I don't know, a horse halter or something for a while. And as soon as he sat or laid down at my feet, he would get food then. So he would be rewarded for this idea of like, hey, I'm standing here and doing nothing. Bugging me doesn't get you any food, but lying at my feet does. And if you continue practicing that all over the place in all sorts of different environments, your puppy will continue to learn. It's just so, so, so important to remember that you can't expect that to transfer over from your perfect scenario situation with your 25 point bullet list to you know, the coffee shop on the first time round. And you're going to need to adjust expectations with age. I think, unfortunately, we expect that, oh, our puppy is getting older, they'll get better. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. If you've got like a 16-week-old puppy, I have really bad news. It's actually likely to get worse before it gets better. Um, Niffler, when he was like, ooh, seven, six, seven, eight months was probably his worst age for relaxation. He was much better when he was four months old, and then he got worse as he kind of hit early teenagerhood. So we just need to be ready for some of those setbacks and expect those, uh, expect them. You know, it's okay. Um, and those setbacks may come at different ages for different dogs, but you're just going to need to adjust those expectations and, you know, expect the unexpected. It's okay. You'll get there. Um, you almost think of like, <laughs> uh, I don't mean to, uh, belittle this quote, but you know, the uh, the arc of justice or the arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. I believe that's a Martin Luther King quote. <laughs> the arc of your puppy is long, but it bends towards a better puppy. You know, there may be hiccups along the way, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to underline one more time here. Meeting their needs is absolutely imperative. So, Part of the reason you need to adjust your expectations as your puppy ages is because a teenager might have a lot more needs and a lot more desires for exercise and independence than your baby puppy needs. Baby puppies are actually pretty happy in a lot of cases to fall asleep at your feet or fall asleep in your lap because they're tired, they're babies, they need to sleep all the time and they want to be close to you. As your puppy he hits adolescence, part of adjusting your expectations is also realizing that their needs are now different and they want a lot more independence. They crave more activity. So you need to do that before you hold them to any sort of standards of relaxation. This podcast is supported by the Puppy Raising Blueprint course, which you can find at journeydogtraining.com blueprint. In this course, which is partnered between Journey Dog Training and Canine of Mine, I guide you through everything from common problem behaviors like biting and potty training to the humane hierarchy of dog training. It's always available on a self-study basis at journeydogtraining.com slash blueprint. Okay, the last actual bit of like training advice that I'm going to give you, because I feel like a lot of this eh, might not sound all that helpful at first, is using the Karen overall relaxation protocol as a teaching tool. It's an imperfect tool, okay, but I love it. I like, I love, love, love this protocol. So it's a 15 day protocol. You can find a PDF of it um, over on journeydogtraining.com. Um, and again, it's Karen Overalls and <clears throat> it goes through 15 days of basically teaching your puppy to do a sit stay or a down stay with increasing distractions. And she kind of builds it as like a way to do a sit stay obedience sort of exercise as well as a relaxation protocol. I very much so teach it as a relaxation protocol. So I expect the dog to lie down because that's, you know, um, but I don't force them to. They they can get rewarded for sitting, um, but most dogs over time, they will lie down and I jackpot for lying down. So I give them more rewards for a lying down or a better reward. And then over the course of this 15-day program, you're going to um, build up from the puppy only being able to lie down for maybe three seconds while you're standing there to 
15 seconds while you clap your hands and walk it backwards to actually lying down and staying put while you're out of the room for, I believe, two minutes and then come back in. Um, with our young baby puppies, I don't expect you to be able to get through a full day of this training. It's way too much for your average puppy. I haven't even done it yet with Niffler and he's almost a year old. Um, but that's actually partially because I don't need to um, because he's been really great um, because I've been able to do all of this um, kind of organically through our lifetime. But uh if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you are not a professional dog trainer and you're not <laughs> you're you're not there yet. So um, this is a really great tool. Again, just understand that it is it's tedious, it's long, and the training sessions are also really long. So for your average puppy, I would actually expect to break those those daily training sessions up into like halves, thirds, or even quarters to make it a little bit more palatable to your puppy. And don't push them too hard, too fast. If you're building frustration, if you're getting whining or barking or chewing on the mat or anything like that, you're probably going a little bit too fast. Um, you can absolutely ask questions about it over on the Pandemic Puppy Raising Support Group on Facebook or in Patreon. And I would I'm always happy to help um, I have been meaning to do it with Niffler so that I can upload some videos and kind of talk about the, some of the troubleshooting. I wish I had done it when he, when he was younger, just so that I would have that information and video available for y'all, but unfortunately I don't. So I think that's all for now on relaxation and helping uh, quote-unquote install an off switch on your baby puppy. If you've got thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, find this over on social media or, um, or in that Facebook group that we keep talking about, the Pandemic Puppy Raising Support Group, or on Patreon. Either way, I would love to hear your questions, comments, thoughts, concerns. Um, you can also subscribe, review, and support the podcast by joining our Patreon over at patreon.com slash pandemic puppy. Um, you can sign up there for the puppy raising blueprint course over at journeydogtraining.com slash blueprint, which includes video of me teaching relaxation, as well as a bunch of different things with a bunch of different puppies that I borrowed and used um, to film this course. It was really fun. And then again, join the free pandemic puppy raising support group on Facebook. Thanks for listening. Bye.